0: This is Unwired, a podcast from Europe to Europe, talking about tech, people, and their stories. Today we're talking about digital learning, certificates, and microstudies, which are officially also called credentials. I'm Max. Hi, I'm Len. And, uh, well, the preparation
1: for this episode was kind of unusual for us, right?
0: Well, for you, because you haven't done anything. (laughs) Right, I
1: haven't done anything. This feels really weird. So in short, for everyone, we talked about what uh, topic to do for this episode. And um, Max proposed this one, and I have no idea what it's about, basically. So I'm going into this episode like... Blindfolded. Maybe all of you, maybe even like all of the listeners will
0: know more than I do. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's actually an interesting point. Uh, I found also research to it, uh, which we come later to. Um, you're not alone, uh, at least not in Europe, um, who is not right. so aware of this topic. Nevertheless, so um, what does topic actually mean? We are basically talking about the learning and the self-education, or as all our teachers in school told us, a lifelong learning about right. different kind of topics. And just to make it precise we are not talking about um, any bachelor or master degrees which you do online um, or just watching some youtube videos so the focus is always that you have the need to learn a specific topic go to a dedicated platform and learn alongside videos and other research materials and potentially get credentials for it and that's why um, we have actually three different categories we want to talk about, or which I would like to talk with you about, and especially also with Leonard, because what Leonard so far knows and does is so-called certifications. Right. So you just recently did the Amazon Web Services uh, Solution Architect, right?
1: Right. A few months ago, and of course, that wasn't my first one, but so far, I've been under the impression that all that I do with
0: this kind of stuff is very IT Mm sector-based, Yeah, obviously, it's um, (laughs) a little bit closer by the topic, Um, also because it's somehow always easier provable, I would say. Um, Even so, you need to be creative to solve some technical problems. Many things are already predefined. They're not that flexible, like let's talk about psychology or social science, which for sure you can also study, but how you want to make a certificate in it. Um, like we do
1: yeah it's not really yeah it's not really studying it's more like because it's all specific catalogs of questions yeah. it's very specific to one exact exam and just the preparation for exactly.
0: it and so uh, it's important to know for you that for example it's, there's product specific um, certifications like for public cloud provider um, sap is a big thing um, but there's also many other m- smaller tools uh, which provide certifications you can always discuss about the relevance for it. For me personally, it's always like the the thing between what I really want to prove, because most certificates are based on um, answers and questions, which means that if you're really good with learning, you can get any certificate without no- knowing the tool in the end.
1: Um, oh, okay. So it's basically... Yeah, that's kind of the word, basically. So it's... Uh, It's testing your basic knowledge and it's not a specific catalog of
0: questions. I mean, there's really few exams Hmm. which test your um, doing, like um, there's a specific tool called Kubernetes, which one of my main topics I'm working on, and they do practical tests. You do not need to answer questions. They give you a problem and you have to solve it and you need to solve it on a system. Make it a little bit more difficult than the most tests, but... If you're familiar with the system then this is not a problem for you the only thing is that you really need to know it
1: huh? yeah of course yeah and th- these kinds of exams probably are a lot more work for the person i don't know designing the exam as mm. well and also uh, i wouldn't be able to go in without any f- uh, pre-existing knowledge
0: <laughs> and get any points at all yeah yeah yeah, and so um, about certifications, always a good point in it, as we already started to discuss about this, what they're actually good for. So the one thing is visibility. You take the exam, you passed or not pass the exam, and you basically can state that you have at least some kind of knowledge about this platform. Um, it's also good for the companies. So um, when you have a couple of certificates from the same provider, cloud provider, for example, then the whole company can get certified as a specialist in this topic, for example. That's why also a lot of companies have an interest that their staff is trained in some certain kind of technologies.
1: Right, and then there's come there comes a lot of additional perks with it, like um, you being a partner of a given organization. So if I was a company, I don't know, um, you mentioned SAP um, with like 30% of my employees have certifications in SAP like official ones that SAP is giving out, I would potentially, at some point, get a level of a partnership with SAP that gives me additional perks, like whenever they find a client and Mm -hmm. they need some implementation done, they call us first or something.
0: And the big benefit also is, um, from my point of view, common language. So whenever you meet people who are working in the more or less same field and they have under kind the of same exams or certificates done you can talk with them the same language so you can right. easily understand what the other person mean and what he or she is looking at and which issue issues they have and i think this is one of the most valuable things actually in the end coming out of it because then you can kick in with your real experience not just with what you have learned and um Transfer this common language, this common problem statement to find a solution for it. But right now,
1: but it's uh, yeah. <laughs> there's uh, obviously platforms uh, or providers that give you the certifications themselves, but most of this is actually probably not feasible. So there's platforms for it, like third parties. That's what I understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So they kind of deal uh, or work as a kind of broker between me taking the
0: test, they are going to... Uh... Yeah, exactly. So there are some companies like like, like Pearson Vue between or Pearson Vue um, in between, which on their only business is to provide these exams. Um, nowadays yeah. with the um, COVID stuff, um, also to enable it to do it remote. Um, in former times they had even test centers in nearly every city, um, which is sometimes yeah. I found it crazy because I was like really... A small small city somewhere in the near of the alps and even there they had a small test center I'm like okay cool uh, so did you ever
1: have a test at a test center Yeah, a couple of times because i didn't and uh, i only had the well the online kind of tests that probably everyone listening to mm-hmm. this feels like they can imagine how it works but the last one i did because uh, it was um, it was the aws one so additional kind of almost want to say security Mm -hmm. it's uh maybe interesting to know how weird this can get because i didn't know that um the test is like two and a half hours (laughs) um and for the entire time somebody watches you Mm -hmm. through the webcam but you can't see anyone It's such a weird situation.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, in a test center, it's same. Weird, it felt a little bit like in school. You know, you, you need to go somewhere, being at a specific point in time in a specific building in front of a specific room. And then you're waiting that your name is uh, called and you need to show your passport or ID and need to give away all your smartphone and whatsoever. And then you're also sitting in a room where not only you are sitting, but there's like 10, 15 other people Entering with you the same room, um, they do not necessarily do the same exam. Some of them just need half an hour and are out. Some others need three hours. The whole room is proctored in this case. So they have a couple of cameras hanging around and just checking that you're not, I don't know, phone with your classes, someone. Right. Uh, now, now we enter a little bit too much the, the IT sector, coming a little bit out or pulling us a little bit out. Um, yes. What?
1: yes, right. There was some weird anecdote. You, The only. Preparation I did for this episode was you sending me one of the platform links, mm-hmm. and I got onto it expecting, oh, this is all like IT certifications. And I read, oh, architecture, right? This is about, I thought that would be RT- IT architecture. And then I was like, oh, this is actual architecture. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Maybe I don't know this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So before we enter those platforms, um, we talked so far about the product specific certifications. There's also something else right. which is called um, um, process specific certifications, like for project management, um, Prince 2, is there one example, or business analysis, the um, so-called BABOK guide. Exactly, you have Scrum, um, which is an agile method for doing product development. Um, And there are tons of others um, which basically describe some kind of processes um now i still found that they all have a little bit too much it taste in the end because you have for example also really huge testing catalog about um the uh catalog which is for it service management um describing really specific approaches and ways how to do something um yeah it's super awesome (laughs) (laughs) that's great i did this in university and i was like why i need to learn this this seems a little bit legacy well, okay right
1: yeah that's because it is yeah yeah
0: and i think this uh-huh. is um about the the process specific certifications one of the most common stated quotes which i found that most of them feels a little bit outdated uh i mean even scrum which is nowadays one of the big things and everyone wants to work with it is actually quite old
1: yeah and it's it's also very easy yeah almost everyone has this in like yeah relevant sectors of course but it's gotten to a point where so many people have done this and it's so easy. You can do it like uh, I did that actually. Uh, I had a preparation course, so an actual uh, course mm-hmm. in uh, in my company. So or the, my last company, <laughs> should I should say. Um, and uh, it's actually something you can do in like two days. And mm-hmm. I found that... Um, well, we're going to have to uh, talk about agile maybe for a specific episode but mm, um, i found that the weird thing about the certification is first of all everyone has this because it's fairly easy to get you can do it in 2 days and also because of because of the amounts of questions and a lot of people who have this certificate still don't know what they're doing yeah yet.
0: this was for me the main main or major issue with was, was exactly this certification
1: um, uh, maybe going working, a bit too far into that. Yeah,
0: one. we need to make an episode about it, but I want to, to finish with some. With one, two sentence. The thing for me is that we're mainly working in some kind of agile and scrum projects. At least they call themselves like this, but they never are. Yeah. And this is the, the biggest thing. Even many scrum masters I have so far met, scrum masters a specific role within this framework, are not doing their job always very well. Sometimes because they can't also, again, of the organization where they're in, and sometimes because they just learned the scrum guide and then try to follow it by heart. But I think the second sentence of the scrum guide in this case is like, you need to adjust it to your needs. But somehow everyone skips this because I think it's even not a question in the exam in the end. Okay, nevertheless... um, just to just to tell that there's also some other corners, um, with some other topics. Now, let us leave a little bit the certification corner behind because it has a really specific use case talking actually about that you need to achieve it for, I don't know, show it in your profile for the company for some higher qualifications.
1: Right. A uh, little tip for everyone who wants to see these certifications, just stalk your friends on LinkedIn and see what certifications they have on there. <laughs> because... If you have one, you also put it on LinkedIn. I think. Okay. Uh,
0: I have a couple of them. I think uh, at least one is exa- expired. Yeah, I, did that I with think you. I need to uh, <laughs> need to go and do some exams again. Let's move on to digital learning. Um, this should be just a really short section because I find it like basically it's a paid YouTube watching, but I think it still has some kind of sense behind. Um, one really good example here is the Khan Academy, which has specifically put their knowledge about more like school topics together, like for different levels of mathematics, um, geography, physics, chemistry, and so on, and prepare this in a way that uh, for your children, basically, if you have some, and if they're old enough, um, then this can be a good additional source for additional learning. Uh, Because I don't know how it's with you, but I found my school book when I was in school, was at least 10 years old and uh, looked horrible and was not explaining things properly. All oh, right. So, old school books. <laughs> that was a good time. I still remember that
1: the atlas we used actually <laughs> still had two Germanys in it. I still remember,
0: <laughs> I still remember books. <laughs>
1: and that was like 2006.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there, the Skan Academy can be a really nice addition. Um, because it gives you maybe some better examples, some more um, tasks, which you can really easy and fast rapid uh, and repeat and, and helps you to understand potentially um, a certain field um, better. Because sometimes what is the book written does not make sense for you. What the teacher, teacher is telling you maybe does not make sense for you. Maybe even your parents, if you're still so young, but I think our podcast is the wrong category for this age. Even so, maybe you're interested in it. podcasts in general. (laughs) Um, But then this is a really, really nice addition. Um, For adult education, there are platforms like Udemy, Udacity, Coursera, Skillshare, which in my opinion just wraps up a little bit. Like someone has a specific knowledge about a specific topic and basically build a guideline around it, how you can walk through it instead of search all the topics by your own have you done ever
1: some udemy course or so uh, i've done udemy courses but and also coursera for the google cloud google cloud pr- platform but everything i did was product based ah okay okay and it related
0: yeah i mean this for nearly all of the topics which i have learned there either i used a lot the udemy in the past because I was interested in different kind of frameworks and I don't know how to do mobile development and uh, how um, some other dedicated tools are working. Sometimes I find the sources not so helpful because they're often written from really nerdy and technician people, which is not so helpful when you just enter the game. Right. But actually, these platforms have tons of other topics too. Uh, So they're also like um, about graphic design, about um, how to do interviews, um, people's management, stuff like this. So they're actually quite open. We're just living in a little filter bubble. (laughs) Yeah. What can you do? (laughs) So um, this is the sector all about this digital learning. And as I said, this is quite interesting for when you need some more information about some topics but it's not really helpful overall to um, do some yeah reach some high certifications on this point we will do a short break and we'll be back in a sec now let's come to the last piece of today's podcast and it's foremost the in my opinion most interesting part we are talking about now micro or online degrees and credentials. Officially they're called micro-credentials. It's not a degree, but I think from a marketing perspective, it's better to sell a degree than just a credential. One of the platforms you actually mentioned already is Coursera. You can do there also some micro-degrees and, and credentials from different kind of universities, actually. Uh, another big platform in this game is called EDX or EDX. the education x however i want to call it which is a platform for a lot of universities um, to offer um, for really small dedicated topics a short-term study like a couple of weeks maybe three months and then in the end you have and sometimes between you have a couple of questions you need to answer and then you get this credential most of the courses are actually also free so you can attend them, but you do not get a credential for it. Or you need to pay for it, and then you get a credential that you participate or did a small exam to it. So the knowledge is free, but the
1: the credentials or the... Wh- what kind of form yeah. do the credentials have? Like <laughs> Virtual paper. Okay, so you get a PDF, basically.
0: <laughs> you get a PDF and you get a... Um, most universities have meanwhile a platform behind where you have uh, a specific key to it. Um, so you can Verify. Um, link it to your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Um, and when you click on it, then it's verified that you really have it and not just uh, build your own PDF for it. Together. Yeah,
1: right, I've done that.
0: Uh, I have that with uh, Coursera, the Google
1: mm-hmm. classes, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is one topic to come to it. What is the role from, from major companies in this game? At this point, it's major tech companies, but we'll come in a, in a few minutes to it. The interesting part about these platforms is that they're, from the platform perspective, open. So, as you said, it can be architecture, it can be biophysics, it can be political science. So they have all kinds of different kinds of studies. It's more depend on which university is proposing you this topic and what is their own specific field of competencies or whether you yep. feel comfortable to provide a high quality course um through an online learning platform so the
1: universities provide the course the platform just service it provides it to you um yeah and kind of does the whole process of getting giving you the certification and exactly. testing you exactly. obviously yeah okay Cool. So uh, what is, uh, like this is, you said this is micro, so there's obviously a very specific topic every time or a specific Mm -hmm. kind of field. How much is this in use in
0: the US already? A lot. All right. (laughs) But because, (laughs) so um, outside of Europe, it's, it's it's, it's quite heavy used and um, also I, I did again some research for our favorite category what does the fox say right and i found that a lot of people celebrating it when they did some kind of this micro decrease you know? so they're like yeah hey i just entered this, in that course three months ago now i finally did it and so on and people really celebrate it and, and are happy for this person because in in the states either you're in one of one of those bigger universities Um, or you're in some kind of community college, but they are already like uh, potentially lower class scene. I do not want to offend here someone, but this is at least what- What was your impression? The the image we can transpose the the impression of it. Um, Or you do not have anything. So either you go study or you don't have any education. In um, Germany, for example, you have the dual um, education system. So you have always a potentially um, possibility to study and you can study in two different levels also, like on a regular university with more this research focus or this university for applied science, which has more the practical focus, I would say. Or you can do an apprenticeship. So you work three years with a company, um, go to school beside, and in the end you get a kind of certification that you did an apprenticeship in a certain field. And these jobs are also, um, or the, the names of these jobs are protected. So you cannot call yourself like, I don't know, a tailor if you haven't done an apprenticeship in a tailor. Yeah, right. You can be an assistant or you can be a reseller, but you're not a tailor in this case, for example. So f- short fly into the education system. N- nevertheless, uh, this is one of the reasons why in the US and also in other Um, countries um, around the world, these micro-credentials are getting quite um, interesting because it gives you the possibilities to study or learn something which you normally could not afford because the studies in the US are also super expensive normally um, which no one can or many people are not able to to even come up with so much money in this time. Um, What is important to add to it at the moment, there's also a short trend called short learning programs. The difference between the short learning program and a micro-credential is that it is a little bit larger than the micro-credential. So it's more like touching a whole field. Let's say you're interested in financials, for example, then you're not just doing accounting, but you do also controlling and I don't know, whatever there is billing and so forth. I have no idea. Our knowledge of financials is limited. <laughs> <laughs> At least about the studies. Uh, counting money is fine, but the studies behind is sometimes tricky. Nevertheless, um, the short learning programs are a little bit easier than the um, micro-credentials and um, they're most of the time also having some ETCs. And ETCs is something which you can go to university if you then want to study or make a master degree. And many universities accept this studies then and the short learning programs, which means that it can shorten your regular study, for example. Wow,
1: so they're actually um, within or kind of compatible with the uh, universities in a way that I can actually, I don't know, if I just spend a year uh, traveling around the globe between school and studies, I could kind of, while doing that, um get some get some yeah, headway
0: exactly. <laughs> while while you're laying on the beach in uh, australia and enjoy the sun you could do at least something for your studies right <laughs> nice no but um why didn't i do this <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
1: we should have done this podcast years ago and you would have told me about this and that would have solved many <laughs> problems for me <laughs>
0: But you, you see why now this point in this field is completely different than this credential parts, for example, and also not this online learning. Um, this both is nice and good to have. And if you're interested in something, it's qualify you, but the micro decrease and the micro-credentials can have a higher value. And this is a, a really interesting approach. And also there's a big questions or discussions, actually since years going on, if the micro-credentials will be a replacement or if they are more like a supplement. Yeah. For me personally, I see it more as a supplement somehow, but this is also a research which I found, which I will link in the show notes. Having a university degree uh, feels somewhat more real than when you sit at home watching a video answer some questions.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah. That's But that's <laughs> I guesswork. I mean, we don't know could change all but in the end it's like it's like the topic we ha- we had with uh, remote work it's yep. possible but I mean, there's it, drawbacks obviously
0: it, i mean it needs to work uh, to change um, i think the universities how they do it nowadays it's outdated it's not state of the art um there are really good examples of new universities like uh, code university in berlin um, which designed a whole program about studying in the field of you have software engineers, you have product owners, and you have uh, interaction designers. And why those three courses make sense is that for nearly every software project, you need exactly the three roles. Yeah. More so or less. while they study together, they do projects together. So they have real six months work on developing a piece of software. And um, gain with this not just the theoretical knowledge, but really learn how this dynamic group work needs to happen when you do such kind of projects. Do they
1: do the project for actual... Like, is it real-world projects for actual companies? Uh, This I do not know. That would be interesting, because then the question would be, like, how's the payment model for this? Because obviously Hmm. still somebody working for a company even without pre-existing knowledge uh, will at some point gain value for their company so uh, might be an uh, like a, an argument to reduce mm. some of the studying costs no. we will uh, put this sure. into
0: the show notes i guess
1: <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah.
0: definitely but, um, I mean, this is one of the the moves where also other universities should go to because they have always this really heavy um, research taste, which is fine. But the thing is that most people finishing universities are not stay in the university. They go, go on the job market. And this is, by the way, also one of the other reasons why this micro-degrees and credentials are actually relevant. Um, the, there's actually a kind of skill gap after you left university?
1: Definitely is. Everything you learn is very theoretical.
0: It's very theoretical. you got knowledge, which is good to have. I, I When I left my, my bachelor studies, I was like, hell, I will never ever take a look on this basic IT topics. They are so far away. They're super irrelevant. I'm currently in a project where I need all of it. And I damn it that I was not better in university listening to it sometimes. Um, but... For the rest of the year, it's absolutely irre- irrelevant knowledge. And the to, to fill the skill gap, this micro-credentials are actually quite nice. Yes, they still come from a university, but you can search them by a topic, and these topics can fill exactly the need which you have. So you can put together what you need, what you really are interested in. Need to say that with my master degree, I also had the flexibility to choose between 40 different subjects. So I also more or less could build me my degree in the end by my own. Um, So I can't really complain about it. But I know that there are also a couple of universities which have a really fixed plan and just like one or two modules, which you can change a little bit. So the skill gap is the one thing. And then you have on the other side also that you have in total the issue on the market that you're missing people with the right education,
1: which in IT is very, a very big,
0: big problem. Yeah, at
1: yeah. least in so all
0: over Europe there's um, hundreds of IT people missing. For example, uh, which is a really huge number. I think already just in Germany it's around 40, 30, 40, 30 to forty thousand people. Yeah, that's the number. I um, can read. can look this up. But the thing is that, and we, I think we want to do also another episode about it, how you can cross-enter the IT area.
1: Right. But that definitely definitely needs more preparation.
0: <laughs> but exactly on this point, micro-credentials could be helpful because you can study computer science or uh, modern web development or data science. For sure, it will not be comparable with someone who did it PhD in mathematics, and then start doing data science. right? But at least it should bring you to the position that you understand on a basic level, what's going on. And if you start then as a data engineer, which is just shifting data from left to right and make it pretty and nice, more or less, then this is a good starting point because without the micro credentials, you even would not be able to enter this market, for example. Exactly. You talked about the Google platform. Right And actually, Google and Microsoft are two big player or the main players on Coursera, for example, who deliver courses. And this is for a really good reason, because they also have the skill gaps. They do not get enough skilled and qualified people on the market. And it's easy to train thousands of people, know what they have learned, and potentially hire some of them. Because producing once in video course just takes some time and a little bit money but it's infinite reproducible and this can be really helpful i actually really like their courses they have also great learning platforms they have a developer platform where they um, even explain some basics like how to document how to structure your code um, <laughs> i don't see it from any other company yeah and everyone do it like he or she wants to do it which is normally total mess. So they have a lot of great resources in it, and there's also demand on, okay, we need more people, but we can't find more people. And so they offer free trainings and allow so people to enter the market who originally were not maybe interested in it.
1: Right. Yeah, this ties perfectly into the episode we have to do now <laughs> about how to cross over into the IT market. And uh, everything else that we talked about uh, this episode, of course, we'll link in the show notes. Um, I think this time we even need to uh, maybe expand a little more on which platforms are out there and uh, link all of it uh, so you can test it out maybe.
0: Yeah, at least have a look on. Um, There are sometimes really interesting micro-credentials. Me, for example, I actually studied something which translated called information system, but it's actually a mixture between uh, business administration and computer science in the end. I don't feel this business administration part. And to fill some knowledge gap on this point, uh, I did with my micro-credential stuff in financial accounting and um, actually like corporate financial management, if you want it like this. Yeah. So to be capable, better to interpret numbers for company and understand the impact of this. Oh,
1: that sounds pretty good. I, sh- I should do that too, because I have the exact same thing. Also, on paper, I have some business administration in my master's degree, but mm, hey, <laughs> there wasn't that much in it, actually.
0: I mean, what I did was like stuff like marketing and sales, which is yeah, yeah, same, nice same. and interesting, but the, the really relevant tools for... Uh, understanding the the company from a financial perspective you've heard of but not in a relative re- relevant way right Maybe before we are going to end the podcast, um, I've done in the last year some some hiring processes and some interviews and um, because you asked like is it relevant and how is it seen in Europe? Actually in Europe it is not that strongly seen. And there was a research by um, the uh, Erasmus, this student university organization and they found out that the micro-credential universe basically is not well known so you're not alone here in europe um, who have not a big overview of this um, but they also found out there is a trend on strengthening this uh, because you have economically a little bit weaker countries which cannot afford all the time also to let the people just study without having any relevant outcome. So actually, the gaps are growing in some of the European countries also. To fill some of these knowledge gaps, it can be quite helpful to have some stronger and better micro credentials. Right. Also, in our interview process, we saw a couple of micro credentials actually in in the in the um, in the interviewers profile. I need to say personally, sometimes I'm like skeptical about it. So, if someone has studied something about bioinformatics and uh, actually studied social science before in um, university, it's a really big difference, I would say. and I think the the biggest challenge for companies is to find a hiring process which can quite easy and fast qualify that this micro credentials is also well deserved, and not just was watching videos.
1: Yeah, this all all depends on how much you can rely on the certification actually proving some kind of uh, gain knowledge yeah. and the reliability of the certification.
0: Yeah. So this needs to be somewhat a little bit more standardized, I think, in the end. Um, even so, standardization is a bad word sometimes. On the other side, that's why actually university degrees have this high credibility because yeah. you know there's always the same process behind for sure some studies even if you have if you compare two different bachelor studies some feel like an easy joke where you just sit and read and you get your bachelor degree and others feels like you you need to work the hell out of there to to get somehow the thing done but you know still that every year it's the same (laughs) so everyone who did this uh, was measured by the same way even if they are hard or if they are not hard but um, there's some kind of credibility in the end, yeah but it. this
1: kind of uh, constant reliability comes with a huge trade-off that this course isn't changing maybe as well as the world outside is
0: so oh yeah that's true that's true
1: yeah
0: ever played with the sword making a PhD in it
1: not at all no uh, I I'm not really I think uh, there's uh, this is definitely depending on the thing that you you actually studied at the university because there's parts like, if I was in biology, um, I, I have friends who studied biology or chemics. All these like natural sciences, uh, which computer science is a, a part of weirdly, but uh, let's say traditionally natural sciences have the, you just get the situation that if you work at a pharma company or somewhere, if you don't have a PhD, nobody takes mm-hmm. you seriously. And in IT, it's not the case. Like, how many people do you know with an, a, a
0: PhD? Two.
1: Yeah. And three. Exactly. There's there's not that my, many. It, it
0: scares me already that, that I know three or four people uh, who, who have a PhD uh, in an IT subject, because... IT changed so incredible fast that studying three years the same topic means that five people who were bored somewhere else on the planet have invented it five times already.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this is one one factor I think uh, plays, plays into it a lot. Also, all people I know who have PhDs are older, so it's more like they studied within times where it was still considered close to mathematics, and like people, our generation, I know zero people. I think there's only one reason, really, to to do this. Mm-hmm. If you want to go study, uh, teach at the university, then then you need it, and then that's definitely definitely makes sense. But or if you're just very interested in the uh, yeah in the work at the university, and you want to just uh, that's just what you like, like writing writing papers publishing and all of that if that's your game of course that's the only thing that makes sense but i think the fact that this is changing a lot most of the innovation in tech is actually not happening at universities sometimes but also at private companies like if i was doing machine learning (laughs) i would go to google not a university probably um and another factor that plays into is what you said before about this huge demand in the job market after after my bachelor uh, even i thought there's no real need for me to do the master's uh, degree and still i would say i, I would um, recommend to everyone just just do it if you feel like it <laughs> or if you want to keep studying a little more which which i did um but there's no real need for it and the no. uh, advantage you have with a master's degree in IT. But
0: I think this, again, um, depends on really how and what and where you study. I said, uh, my master, I could pick up the topics I found interesting. This make it, it it makes it way more fun. I also understand what I'm not really good at, like operational research. I I was like, wow, that sounds like a really cool thing. Um, It's like finding out uh, or, or solving complex problems, basically but in a mathematical science. And I did this for a couple of weeks and was like, wow, oh, that's so cool. That's so crazy. And then this whole mathematical science kicked in and I was like, yeah, good that I do not have the the uh, high school education possible in Germany where you all learned this. And I dropped out and and paid some money for it uh, to get out of it. But yeah, right. um, this is something what you have learned. But therefore I could have a look on, on other subjects which were way more interesting for me. So overall, it's, it's, we're going yeah. to, to finish it now. Um, just one thing about the what does the fox say part. I said, I've, I found, I, I was searching yesterday evening a lot around. I would say in general, many people get celebrated for it when they do a micro-credential. And I really like this because I think we need to have a little bit this, this mind change that even if you just learned something online, it still means that you have potentially learned something Yeah, there was maybe not a difficult exam behind, but for me, it means that some person is interested in a specific subject.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I like this kind of culture that's developing on LinkedIn and, I don't know, uh, comparable platforms where somebody says, and is also, nobody judges you for being proud and showing that you learned something. Yeah. Which is also something that, uh, I don't know, in the real ro- uh, world seems to happen sometimes, but uh, that like you need to be modest every time. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I think f- with learning, there's no real reason for it because there's clear evidence that you put in effort. And I like <laughs> this that like people posting this and everybody's like, hey, good job, dude. <laughs> awesome. You put in effort, you learn something. Um, and that's
0: really something that is worth celebrating. Yeah. yeah. And on the other side, it's really interesting what I haven't found. I haven't found one European resource, at least from the couple last months, who celebrate something like this. And this is, again, saying a lot, because uh, okay. uh, you find so many people are really happy about doing something, but you don't find somewhere from, from Italy or Great Britain or France or Germany couldn't find someone. Maybe also because of the language lag. It's a little bit difficult to find also in other countries and, and something. But Maybe also because of privacy settings. <laughs> this could be also, uh, we, we still need to make an episode about <laughs> data privacy. Um, yeah. Could be also that this is some reason. But I hope really that we can get here um, sooner or later some cultural change, change, make adjustments also in the education system, make it a little bit more fitting to the fast-moving world we have nowadays. Yeah. And um, also bring bring back some trust. Um, one comment I found on LinkedIn was from an intern in the bank. And he said like, okay, people don't make fun of online certifications, but the bl- problem arises when you complete a course in a specialization and you're not able to justify that with your work. And I think this is this big distrust point. You really, there must be a little bit more as said before, kind of standardization in the how you can finish this micro-credentials, that they're not so easy together, but still feasible to reach. Give on the other side trust to a recruiter or to a, a lead of a department to know, okay, he did on that and that platform this and that credentials. I will trust in it that this has the same value like he studied on mit or stanford university speaking for america by the way mit does this online thing since 2012 it's they do it quite well yeah
1: yeah there's some um which also may be interesting for the show notes itunes U, like itunes university if you want to call it that uh has existed for i think well over then well over 10 years now probably and um I know that there was MIT and Stanford and Harvard courses on it almost immediately. And Mm -hmm. that also isn't a thing in Europe or hasn't been a thing ever. Um, And maybe this is something that opened the door in a way, because uh, there's also free courses on pretty awesome shit and like actual taped real Stanford courses, Mm -hmm. like the, from like the normal uh, lectures. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that's great.
0: All right, I would say let's finish for today. Um, we will yes. put everything of the resources of the platforms into the show notes, um, really check them out. Potentially you can find something which is really interesting for you to, to have a look on. I would say we see you soon.
1: See ya.